Vino, episode 59. Welcome to Vino 101. I'm Bill. Hello, everybody. It's Al. We're ready to talk wine and uh, the reopening of the world, our world anyway. Yeah, uh, at, least, County. at least here in Sonoma County. So it, it, uh, it looks like, well, on Friday in Sonoma County, tasting rooms and um, well, tasting rooms, both wine and beer, were able to open um, without food. Prior to that, um, prior to Friday, if you had a, a tasting room, you could open, but you had to have food. You had to have food service, which wasn't a bad yeah, thing. Little... It caused all the yeah, food that's, trucks that's... to come out. Sorry, yeah, that's a tough one for a lot of people, you know, that having to have food. Well, I don't even think it was food. It was you had to like serve dinner or something. It was like a full meal or something, right? Yeah. Uh, well, food truck. I mean, we went yeah. to Seismic Brewing, which is in our our lovely town here, Sebastopol, and yeah, they had a food truck. They had uh, a fish taco truck, which was delicious. But it, I I have yeah. to tell you, it was uh, it was fantastic to go out somewhere. <laughs> That was not my house, and sit down and have somebody serve me, uh, you know, food and drink. It was pretty awesome. Yes, yes, I know. We're, um, you know, I, I think uh, before we started this uh, podcast, you asked if we ventured out yet. We haven't ventured out yet. Eh, it's still a little uh, cautious, you know. But uh, you know, we've been out in the garden a lot. Well, I- if that's venturing out, I'm gonna come up. I'm gonna stand at the top of the hill and cough. <laughs> the uh, I don't know if you saw last. Um, what was it? Last I want to say Tuesday, we had our own little um, gathering down there. I mean, we always have people gathered at the corner down there in Main Street, but um, I think they had a, a actual Black Lives Matter. Uh, protest with which one of our friends went to and she's super super cautious about the covid oh so she stopped she got there early and she was on the corner and then when people started showing up she kept backing up and backing up and backing <laughs> up eventually i think she was down by seismic brewing yeah that's, that's that's like a mile away folks i mean it's not quite that far but it's 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 a distance I might be exaggerating. Maybe she was down by the old Ford dealership. But, yeah, but uh, still, okay. So that's you know that's that's like two blocks, two to three blocks away. I mean, that's a decent <laughs> distance. Yeah, I do. I do find it. Um, so we did have a small protest in our town. I do like the fact that they they uh, asked the police to shut the highway down, and the police did for like ten minutes. Um, there was no looting in Sebastopol, <laughs> at least not today. <laughs> Although I will say, I saw the bicycle shop that was downtown. It looks like the door was busted. Yeah, the bike peddler got nailed, um, but they caught the person who did it. Yeah, was he just like loading up on bikes? Yeah, yeah. Um, actually, I take that back. I if I read if I recall reading the PD article correctly, they just were like just property damage. They're just breaking windows and stuff. Okay. It wasn't clear whether any like merchandise was taken, but it was funny. Yeah, they arrested the person like on a Saturday night, um, and then like three days later, the policeman who arrested him said, "Hey, I know that guy." <laughs> and so they went and got him. Well, that's that's pretty good, man. That's uh, that's good uh, good police work. 
Right away. I, uh, I mean, Sebastopol Police Department hasn't had that much excitement no. in a while, man. So no. <laughs> it's good for them. Yeah, it's... they got to break out probably some stuff that they hadn't uh, had an opportunity to break out. But I, I did see a heightened um, presence of the police officers, which was which is was good for both. It's good in general. Well, I've been downtown Santa Rosa since the um, uh, black. Well, since George Floyd. The, the whole thing with George Floyd happened and then, you know, the protesting. The, uh, like, right downtown, like, 3rd Street and um, uh, Santa Rosa Avenue, like, you couldn't even drive down there. They had blocked it all off. Like, all the roads. Okay. At 5 o'clock, like, last weekend and I think the weekend before, maybe not the weekend before, but you couldn't even drive, like, down to Courthouse Square after 5 o'clock. You couldn't even get in that. They blocked that whole area off. You had to go all the way down, like down A Street, to okay. get back to Santa Rosa Avenue if you were coming from the west. Yeah, they Did literally had it blocked off. And then it was um, uh, Willoughby's. So this is wine related. Willoughby's is all boarded up. They boarded up. They boarded all their windows up. Okay. There's a lot. Of, there's more than a few businesses that have taken that approach to you know, locking their business down. So, um, huh. well, I, you know, so some this, of that, I think my Willoughby's just, is all glass. So I could see what well, floor, yeah. do that. Their whole floor to ceiling know, windows the whole thing is glass. Yeah. Well, it's really weird. The third street side is all boarded up. You know, the side that faces, you know, Starbucks and Barnes and Noble like mm-hmm. that, that, but the side street, which I cannot remember the name of for my life right now, that's not boarded up. <laughs> it's just weird. Yeah, I think that's D Street or something. I'm yeah, that's sure. right. Probably. It's just bizarre. It's it's like they either ran out of wood or, yeah. you know, I guess nobody's going to come in that way. I, it's, just, it's just bizarre. Did they learn and do the PC thing on the boarding? Did they did put some graffiti on there? You know, hey. There is... Uh, what did they do? They put, I think they put alcohol advertisements on there. Yeah. Geez. Like they had spare posters. <laughs> so they just, no, they put the posters up. Okay. I haven't seen it for a few days. I wonder what's there now, but yeah, it, uh, well, I, I think it's understandable. You get that many people in a crowd and they start moving and you know, things can get, if you've ever been in a big crowd that sort of turned into, um, you know, people start doing violent things. It can escalate really quickly and be yeah, really and be really scary. I think I've said this before. There's always knuckleheads. You know, well, just, it's like the bike know. peddler guy. The bike peddler guy. The uh, we're talking. I'm, I'm referring to the person that was arrested for you know breaking in effectively. I mean, they smashed the windows and walked inside. Um, was not really. It was just like down. Was not pro was not there to protest. Was just down because to you know to gather, yeah, and you know to cause property damage. <laughs> you know, I mean, it just you know, and well, it's. Well, I think he was inebriated when he was arrested. You know, the first time, <laughs> so it's you like think so. Yeah, well, <laughs> that's what the paper said, if I recall. But I think there's also the in the, influence. Well, the protesting. Yeah, this, um, I think there are a lot of people yeah, just like hell. I've been it's inside a pretty, pretty... forever, so let's go outside. Yeah, 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 and that's what's going on more than anything. I mean, not to 
you know, go down the path. But, you know, I was talking with my um, I was talking with my son earlier. And, you know, a lot of these people you see, I mean, it's, it's hardening to see these these younger kids out there. But the reason they're out there is they've been cooped up inside. That's part of it. Yeah. And also school's out. Yeah. I know. <laughs> There's no school. <laughs> and, uh, you know, and I don't have a job. Yeah. So, you know, hey, I'm going to get you know, it's a, it's a chance to get out and meet people and get out. So, you know, I'm going to do that. So yeah. that's a big part of it. Um, yeah. I think anyway. It's the worst but for the is. kids. What are they going to do this summer? They can't hang out with yeah. their friends. They have to hang out with their parents inside. Yeah. Well, that, you can't hang out with your you can't hang out with your friends unless you live in Orange County in L.A. I mean, it's all good, man. It's a free for all. You don't even need a mask anymore. Well, it's all good. What about the protesting? <laughs> I mean, it's isn't other uh, you know uh, cases are spiking. Shocking. Yeah. Shocking. Yeah. Well, well yeah. Like, you didn't see that coming, right? I just, like, what are you people thinking? You know, you're not wearing masks. You're all together. And you're going to get sick. The, Pretty much. Uh, well, we're uh, starting to get tested my family. So Mary, Mary Beth's been, she had two separate tests on Friday. We'll get the results on Monday. Okay. Um, to see whether or yeah, not I'm she's. to find out if. Uh, what what uh, that whole thing is? Yeah, and I think um, I go on Wednesday, either Wednesday or Friday. To, I had a I had a friend um, uh, that listened to our podcast uh, uh, contact me, and on our last podcast we were talking about this subject of getting tested, and I had said, "Oh no, I'm not going to get tested." And I was alluding to the fact that you know uh, you know if you it's found that you're tested positive, you know that could like affect your status as far as being uh, for military service and my friend was uh you know obviously they were teasing but they said you know hey al i don't think you have to really worry about that i don't think you uh you're in the age group that they're looking for <laughs> thanks a lot i was i was like what i'm like are you joking about military <laughs> service what are you talking about <laughs> I, I guess I, my message got misconstrued yeah. i was just thinking of other people that might want to go into the mil- in the service <laughs> Yeah, I'm just looking out for the general good of the population. <laughs> That's good stuff. Too funny, too funny. That's good stuff. So anyway, um, uh, so yeah, it's opening back up. I think it's interesting, the whole thing with these wineries that are opening back up. I mean, personally, I've been thinking about this whole idea of, let's just go like with, say, a restaurant. Okay, a restaurant, you know, we've already we've been over this. We've glossed over it. You know, you have to operate it you know, a half or a third of your um, previous uh, occupancy rate that you had because you've got to eliminate some tables and open up this distancing. Well, I think you it, Just, most counties, it's still like only 25%. I think maybe yeah, some okay. of the, the other states that are more liberal, like Texas, who've started, who opened about a month ago, they're back to like 50% maybe. They may have even expanded a little bit bigger, but it's still... Then my nephew, to your point, um, is in L.A. He went back. To, he had to go back to work at the restaurant that he was working at. So he said it's. He said it's a nightmare. He's he's front of house. They're twenty five percent. They're they expect like twenty five percent of the space they can use. They expect they're going to be below like half of the revenue they used to have. So 
anyway, continue. It's just, it's a mess. And every table has to be sanitized. And um, anyway, you can't leave your table. You can't wait. It sounds, uh, it sounds like um, it's part of that process that restaurants and food service places in general are going to have to figure out. You know, there is going to be an end point where they have it kind of figured out. But right now it's kind of crazy. I just think um, I noticed when I uh, went downtown or actually as I've gone around, I've noticed a lot of these restaurants. The way to get around that is to just have tables outside. Which I think I was, um, you know, because we uh, we drove out to Sonoma Valley the other day, and uh, all these places they're putting tables outside. Although I will note, there's certain places that aren't just they're still not even opening up. I don't know if they're going to ever open up again. Maybe some of these places are just, you know, they're they're done. But our climate is conducive to eating outside, even in the summer. I mean, we have our hot days, but for the most part, oh, it's, it's pretty temperate. It's yeah, pretty you, temperate. You could be but outside all model, day. Yeah, that, that model is not going to work in Louisiana. It's not going to work in Florida. I mean, the whole idea of going to a restaurant is you go to get out of the sweltering heat, you know? <laughs> you're, you're not going to want to eat your meal outside, man. person brings you a salad, man, and in about five minutes, that salad's going to be like, it's going to look like mush if yeah. you have it out in the 95-degree 95% humidity sun of, you know, Atlanta, Georgia. So that coupled with the fact that the weather's going to change in another three months and you're not going to be able to have those tables outside. So they really have to figure out a way to accommodate people inside a restaurant where they're going to feel safe to come in. The, the patrons will feel safe. The people that work there are going to feel safe. The state's going to be happy with the way they're handling their safety protocol. I mean, there's just so many. How do you do that? And I've seen all kinds of weird stuff where people are like with the partition booths that are made out of plastic where you're kind of ensconced in this little. I mean, the whole idea of is going to change how you how you view dining in a restaurant. That whole thing is going to change. Have you been to Mimi's? Well, people are standing outside. Oh, my God. No. It's like the Gestapo took over the ice cream parlor, and you're buying you're buying something illegal. You walk up to a window, and they're yep. completely ensconced, mm-hmm. and there's no no contact. There's a there's a there's like the microphone thing, you know, like you're getting a parking ticket or you're paying bail yeah. or something, and they got the microphone. What do you want, sir? There's only six flavors. Now Mimi's oh. is a Mimi's is a ice yeah, cream parlor here. Yeah, they make super local. premium ice cream. It was rated by USA Today. I think they won the USA Today. They were three or five in the USA best ice cream parlor in the US. If you come to Sebastopol, it is one of the things not to miss. Literally, yeah. <clears throat> it's awesome. And they used to sell their ice cream by weight, but now they have to sell it by the bowl. So now. You have to order a small, medium, or large bowl. How big's the bowl? Well, they don't really know. And then they're trying to show you a bowl through this, like, messed up, like, booth that they put in front. Then you pay your money. Can't pay by cash. <laughs> Can only pay by card because they don't have to touch the card. They, yeah. they There's if a little it, machine out front. Kinda, yep, you kind of dip a, your card. And then they slide this tray out. It's got this, like, 
this tray comes out of the other side of the booth with a dish that has your dish in it and their their dish that your dish sits in is all plastic so they roll this thing out like this arm comes out you take your bowl and then they pull it back in and sanitize it i'm just like it just wrecked the whole experience i don't used to go to this awesome ice cream this whimsical building to have this like awesome ice cream now it's like what ice cream do you want chocolate vanilla (laughs) strawberry (laughs) you know i came for the lavender there is no lavender there's no lavender (laughs) and then my you know my nephew was here for a while so he went down when they went down at like 7 30 they close at eight now these people used to be open till 10 or 11 so they they went down to get some ice cream at like 7 45 wouldn't even take their order (laughs) no we're closing in 15 minutes it's like what happened so they're they're oh the experience is just yeah, it's just insane. I mean, I just, I, I, I felt, first of all, I felt like I was doing something illegal. And then it yeah. just felt wrong. It felt wrong. It was just weird. Weird. Man, I'm uh, I'm sorry you experienced that, Bill. I'm glad I didn't. Thanks yeah. for relaying that. I'm not going to go down there. I've seen the lines. Yeah, it's <laughs> just, it's, it's not. And then, you know, you walk another block away and turn the corner in the Fern Bar, which is, like was this hip cool bar restaurant they're now mm-hmm. in the parking lot god <laughs> they set up in the parking lot totally totally defeats the purpose it's well they have it's underneath the canopy it's just it <laughs> i saw the uh, i drove by uh through the bar though i kind of drive through just to see what's going on yeah yesterday they had a band down there you know across from uh, yeah uh, the pizza bar that was cool um, but when I drove by, I'm particularly, I, I chuckled to myself and this goes back to how, Al, have you been out yet? I drove by and you can see all of the picnic tables that they have set up for the Crooked Goat, which is our local brewery here. Another brewery, yep. And there's, it's just packed. Oh, yeah. There's all these people. Yeah. And nobody is wearing a mask. No. no I one, mean, nobody. No one, no. One, no. <laughs> No. Like, except for the people that work there. The people that work there, they have masks on, yeah. but none of the patrons, patrons yeah. have it. And it, I mean, it's just, I i can't believe how many people were there. I yeah, mean, I, just, I, I think there's also the, um, you know, so that's just another, it's just reinforcement of what we're saying about the Black Lives Matter protests and people just want to be outside or, to, you know, want to yeah. be together. We're social creatures. Um, it's just, and there, you know, the virus isn't affecting. It's affecting people, but not at the rate that. Um, and because we social distance, people have a. I think people have like so, uh, uh, false confidence. It's like you know we social distance, so not a lot of not as many people got sick, yeah. and it's been months, and they're like. Pfft flu season's over you know and it and not that people are like talking about that i think it's just in their brains internal yeah it's just and and then you know we want to i I, i'm not a big you know like let's go out but but let me tell you it was really nice to go sit out like be out just imagine man i'd love my house watch the traffic on highway 12 rolling the town yeah yeah (laughs) yeah i am yeah. Yeah. Well, you got more space than we do, but I mean, we're making do, man. We're still out on the deck. You know, last night, I guess the closest to going out would be last night. We did go get a pizza because we just, you know, we worked in the yard all day and it's like, ah, 
the thought of having to freaking cook something. Oh, I got to go to the store. You know, that whole side, we're just going to go and freaking order a pizza. The dinner so conversation. Pizza, picked it up, opened up, a, you know, a nice bottle of wine and just had, you know, pizza and salad. And, you know, and, and that's, you know, that was our night. But it is boring being in the house i will agree and and we're definitely want to get out we just haven't we haven't made the move yet yeah well um speaking of making moves that's probably a good transition to talk about uh continued consolidation in the wine business um it seems like mr foley's making a move god that guy is uh how old is bill foley i don't know but he's definitely uh he's uh mover in the shape that guy yeah He's bought, Bill Foley just bought what Bill's talking about. He's, he just purchased uh, Ferrari Carano. Ferrari Carano is owned by the Carano family. Um, actually, it's owned by uh, Rhonda Carano. I think Don uh, passed away several years ago. A couple ago. Of years ago, yeah. Um, but uh, I think I think a lot of people may not know this, but the Caranos also owned the Vintners Inn, which was uh, formerly John Ash. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah, so they're huh. they're foodies from way back. Wow, they're did like, they? Uh, they didn't sell the vintners in with this, though, did they? They did not. No, yeah. they still uh, control that. And uh, you know, obviously, uh, and people may not know this, but their biggest um, claim to fame is that they own um, the El Dorado. Yeah, that's a resort he, uh, in Reno. Yeah, he made his probably made his first big pile. Of yeah, that's where he made his money. So he's you know he's a ah, gambling family, okay? Huh? <laughs> but uh, that that property. Um, uh, is at the uh, the furthest uh, uh, God? What do you call it? The fur the most eastern point, I, I would suppose, of uh, Dry Creek Valley, and uh, it's just right at the base of where the um, Sonoma Lake and where, where the right. where the dam is. It's right yeah. at that base, and it's a beautiful property. property yeah. I mean, if you're into um, if you're uh, into gardening or flowers or birds all yeah i mean it's it's a property to go to yeah there are many <laughs> there are many there are more there are you know um the wineries always look good in terms of their their property and but there are some standouts and and um that winery is one of the standouts in terms of the not only the maintenance of the grounds but also just the design so it it, it is you know um very much like a European, European, you know, has very lot of, has a lot of European influence and Italian influence in the grounds, and it's it's a stunning piece of property, and the wine's not bad, so it could be worse places to go. Yeah, they make a fantastic Sauvignon Blanc, and they make a ton of it. I mean, they make almost like a quarter million cases of that stuff, and it's I think it's it's like the price point is like fifteen dollars. Yeah, <laughs> so that. That's the, the whole process. I've been there. I've actually been there through the the production facility and uh, seen how they do it. It's all first class, everything. But there's a whole bunch of different ways when you go there to taste. They have the standard tasting area where you can go in and just you know, well, not anymore, but before you could just go in. Well, you can now, you're... right? Can you well, go you back? can go there now. But yeah. You can't saddle up to the bar next to a person. You know that whole that whole. We should talk about that. That whole process is. Yeah. Of uh, you have to have. I think for most wineries, I'm getting off topic here. Most wineries now, 
to control the crowd, you have to have an appointment. You know, via you can't just drive up and go in anymore. It's, and that was not, happening. The, that was really happening before COVID, though, um, to a lot of places. Yeah, for the for the higher end places. Yeah, for, used to be so able to just drive up. When you go to the Ferrari Carano, you used to be able to have, and I, it's probably more tailored to this now. It's a personalized experience because they've got all these different areas where you can go and taste, and you can have your own private wine waiter or sommelier take you through the wines. Now I would imagine what it is: if you go in, the wines are probably pre-poured. You probably go into a room with your group, and then um, I believe when you go in now, if you're interested in the wine, they probably give you like a a, a, a Q code where you can go on your phone and you can see a video about the wine, you know, that type of thing. That, I mean, that's what they're all going to have to do because you can't, you know, it's not, you can't have a person there, you know, talking, you know, to you. It's just. <laughs> with a mask on. They can with a mask on. So, so anyway, that's, uh, but the, I, I got off topic, but the, the place is just, um, it's a, an incredible uh, winery and uh, now Bill Foley owns it. Um, I think he bought it somewhere in the range of 250 million. And for people that don't know um, Bill Foley, he owns a bunch of other. He owns a bunch of other stuff. Um, he's um, doesn't he own a hockey team or something? I don't know about that. He could. He's uh yeah he's he he owns the um, the Vegas Golden Knights. Oh, does he really uh, own the Golden Knights? Wow. Yeah. So, um, but as far as properties around here, he owns. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, uh, he's got Chalk Hill, um, Lancaster Estates, mm-hmm. Sebastiani. Yep. Um, and then he owns the Lamar's Hotel in Hillsburg, which used to house a four-star Michelin restaurant that he booted. Cirrus. So. So, yeah. so he's he's been he's he owns some some nice properties, and he's owned Chalk Hill for a long time. So, uh, you know, he's pretty careful about what he buys. And I don't know if you've had the wines from Lancaster Estates, but that's also in, um, that's in the Chaco area. And those, uh, that, uh, that Bordeaux style red they make is, that's a winner. That's a good bottle. I I think it's a little pricey, but it's, it's, you know, it's a, it's a good bottle of wine. So that's uh, what's going on. And, uh, you know, Bill's making some moves. Um, there's going to be a lot more of this, I think, is some of these wineries, um, they don't really have a family that wants to get involved in the wine business. We've talked about that before. Um, but it's nice to see it bought by somebody that's local, has been in the area, and not being bought by some huge um, hulking uh, conglomerate. A big conglomerate, yeah. You could make an um, argument that Bill Foley is a wine conglomerate. <laughs> yeah, you but could when you look at the volume. <laughs> I look at all his holdings and stuff. But... Uh, yeah, I think it's nice that it's local. Yeah, Sebastiani is not a small production facility. No. <laughs> so, not at all. I don't know if you've ever been been there, man. That is one, that's a wine factory big time. Yeah, yeah, I can imagine. So, uh, Bill, can I uh, can I break in and talk about a bottle? Yeah, please that do. That I had that I, I think you'd like? Yeah. It's good for weightlifting too, because this bottle weighs a lot. Can you see that? Um. Yeah, I can for the most part. I was just trying to look at the name, Marion. 
It's uh, Mariah. Mariah. It's pronounced Mariah. M A R A I A. Um, every once in a while, you need, and when I say need, I'm talking just about all of the crazy stuff that's going on these days. Sometimes you just need a break. something that you don't, yeah, you, that you don't want to think a lot about, and you just need a, a good glass of red wine. That's what this is. Um, Mariah is um, in um, uh, Piedmont dialect. Uh, stands for um, little rascals, and on the label, <laughs> there's a picture of a, a, a little boy playing a drum, and then there's a kid behind him, and then there's another kid p- playing the flute. So that's what Mariah means. But this is a Barbera. It's 2017 uh-huh. Barbera del Monferrato, and um, it's imported. This is important by Frederick Wildman. Now I don't know if you're familiar with his wines, but anything that you see that has Wildman on it, it's worth it. That's a good buy. Yeah. That's a good buy. So um, this is, uh, like, as I said before, this is Barbera. And uh, it's made by the Marchese di Barolo. And uh, Marchese di Barolo has been around since, um, gosh, the 19th century. And uh, it was run by, um, I can't think of the name of the, um, the people that owned it before. But when they passed away, it was a husband and wife team. And when they passed away, they didn't have any heirs, so it ended up in the hands of um, it ended up in the hands of an opera house. The opera yeah. house had it for a number of years, really. And, and then it was picked up by um, it was picked up by um, what's the name of the family? I should know this. I'm just going off of memory here, so I have any notes in front of me. But um, let me look it up real quick because it's kind of important. Um, who owns this? Um, because the women that are it's kind of like it's kind of run by um, the operation is kind of run by uh, women and um, they're the front when you go you can see them on the front they're they're the front for all the videos and and all of the stuff and the woman that you see more often than not is Valentina Abona it's A-B-B-O-N-A and uh, she's the daughter of um, the founders that, that bought it back in, I think they bought it back in the 1900s. They bought it from the Opera House. So the family's been running it. Um, uh, the grapes come from um, Maranzana, which is close to, I think we talked about, I talked about a Barbera maybe a month ago. This is the same area. So there's, there's, Actually, there's typically there's two Barberas that you see all the time. There's Barbera Dasti and there's Barbera Dalba. This is uh, Barbera di Monferrato, and it's actually the largest of the three regions. It's in north northeastern Italy. Uh, actually, it's northwest. Western. Italy. Northwestern, yeah. Sorry about that. That's all right. I'm so just it's um, the winery itself is in. Um, the town of Barolo, and it's one of the most distinctive buildings in Barolo. It's this huge white, excuse me, huge yellow building, and it kind of like, Barolo's a small town, but it kind of like, it, it's a, a big part of this town of Barolo. And uh, they make uh, a bunch of different wines uh, at Marchese di Barolo, and this is one of them. They, they make, obviously, they make Gavi, um, they make... Um, uh, Arnais, those are white wines, um, but their claim to fame is the Barolos that they make. We should 
we should do a little thing on Barolo. Barolo, Barolo yes. is very popular. Um, it's a very distinctive wine, um, and it's a very expensive wine. Which brings me to this wine. This is made for uh, pizza and hamburgers and the grill. This bottle is it's ten bucks. Wow. It's a fantastic bottle. Um, it's uh, the grapes are handpicked. They're grown in uh, calcareous sand and clay. Um, it tastes. Uh, it's got a real floral nose. It's a bright red fruit profile. Of um, I got strawberries and rhubarb. A little touch of spice, and on the palate when you drink it, it makes your mouth water because it's it's got some really good acidity to it. Yeah, great bottle. Um, highly recommend it. Uh, like I said, it's 10, 11 bucks. You know, it's one of those wines you can buy by the case. Somebody comes over, you can give it a slight chill if you want. You open this up, and you have lots of lots of happy people because um, you'll be social distancing, I'm sure, Bill. But you would have some happy people while you're social distancing. <clears throat> Unless you bring your testing slip, <laughs> and it's the right but test. Stars on our chest recently That's tested. Starting it. I went to Kaiser last week, and you know, go in. They've got um, they've got the machine. First of all, you go in. You know, you got sanitize. You know, you yep. do that, and then they don't have the little thing where they point it at your head. They've got like a gun, and you stand in the spot, and that gun from like about eight feet away can tell what your temperature is. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was like, okay. Yep. Thermal imaging, man. Just, I'm just take your temperature. I'm gonna shoot some UV light all over you. Oh, I'm gonna God, inject right. some chlorine into your blood, like the president said. No, that was a joke. <laughs> Hydrochloroquine, man. Yeah. I got, I got some that on. I, I got some on hand. Hydrochlorine. <laughs> Hydrochlorine. Anyway, I couldn't resist that. Um, I have a bottle. I have a report. Yes, sir. So this is the. You see that? Hey, yeah, you said you were going to talk about that. Yes, champagne. I had the Costco champagne. I highly recommend folks go out and buy it. This is the real deal. This is real champagne from uh, France, from Verzenay, France, in fact. Uh, most of the vineyards in Verzenay are Grand Cru, and it's a um, it's a commune, so it's a t uh, similar to the area that you were just talking about in uh, Italy. Uh, Verzenay is about... Um, it's to the southeast of Reims, not far, but it's a big commune area. Um, and the, the maker of the champagne is a house called Manuel. And I may not say this right. It's Janison, Janison, Janison. It's like J-A-I-N-S-S-I-O-N, something like that. But if you go on their website, um, you can see that these, uh, um, it's a massive champagne factory, um, they look like they produce a significant amount of champagne. Um, and the reason I'm saying that there are robots moving the champagne, um, through the, through the, uh, um, uh, through the second stage of fermentation, like literally picking up like racks of bottles and like degaussing them. Um, it's, how do you, how do you say that? Well, how do you spell that, uh, place? Jason, you said, um, it's J A. N I S S O N. Here, I'll slack you the uh, not slack you, but chat you the uh, the link. So this okay. champagne. Oh, how, how would you okay, say that? Thank you. I got it. 
how would you say that? Uh, Janison. 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 Um, uh, uh, Janison. So this bottle is nineteen ninety five at Costco. It drinks like a fifty to seventy dollar bottle of champagne. Um, it has all the classic champagne notes. So I get um, 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 on the mouth, um, almost like honey crisp apple, and some citrus um, with uh, you know it's got that lovely brioche um, you know classic notes on the nose, and then really importantly for me is it it has a, a really nice mouthfeel and a great finish it doesn't feel very thin in the mouth or on the finish so i just i can't say enough. there's a ton of um if you just google this online there's tons of people who are like hey this is a great buy this is like don't miss it um i could not find how much of this they make they must make tens of thousands of cases Okay. Um, but for 1995, you you can't beat it. Now on the label, they um, um, they say it has aromas of lemon brioche and a rich texture of green uh, green apple, apricot, and citrus. I, I certainly couldn't argue with any of that. Um, the last thing I'll say about it that I like is it's only 12. It's 12 percent alcohol, but yes. uh, I'm you can't beat this bottle for this price point. Um, uh, at all it's it's a good deal and one of the articles I found about it said affordable luxury I think that sums it up really well um, so go to Costco buy a case of that you could put this in a glass and people be like "Ooh, what's this especially mm. somebody who knew uh, champagne um, it would oh, be man. it would be fun to do a blind tasting with a um, from a similar provider that makes uh, a similar volume, and you can think about you know champagnes from France that have you know big volume. They're sold in Costco, <laughs> so we'd be fun to buy a higher end bottle and blind taste it against this one. I think it, that a lot of people would be surprised that at um, um, how uh, what a nice bottle of wine it is for the amount of money. I'm in, man. I'm I'm all over that. Dude. So, um, so and they, I'm and, definitely my next run to Costco. Yeah. Uh, so I bought two bottles. We drank them. Uh, we we drank them together. We had some folks over that, and they were tested, by the way. Um, and uh, we social distanced and had some of this. But the uh, <laughs> the uh, you know all the joking aside, it it. Uh, People were like, what champagne is this? And I was like, it's Costco. And they were like, what? You know, they found it hard <laughs> to believe. The bottle shape is kind of unique, too. If you can see Yeah, it, I see that. I'm it, looking at that. That's it's kind of a... Uh, little squat. Right. That's right. That's uh, It's almost like they compressed the uh, the bottle down. So I, I was impressed. I thought this was going to... This surprised me. It did not... Um, I was encouraged by the fact that it was actually from, I was like, oh, Verzenay, I know, I think that's close to Reims, and it is, it's not far from Reims, so this is a, it's a, it's a good deal. I'm, uh, I'm surprised that you even had some bubbly, because, you know, lately there hasn't been much to celebrate, <laughs> it's such a celebratory I, I, type thing. I've recent, that, yeah, uh, I've recently yeah, taken a that... new position at work, so I took a different, I did, took a different, uh, 
uh, job. I moved companies, so we had oh, okay. some, we had a little bit of reason to celebrate. Um, I'm now not, that's a reason to celebrate. Yes, yes, yes <laughs> for sure. Um, and yeah, so that uh, uh, we enjoyed the bubbly. I I guess if I had one real critique, um, uh, the wine is probably. Um, not as dry as you might want it to be. It's, mm -hmm. it's a little bit sweeter than um, uh, than you know some people might like, but I think that that um, I, it's not anything out of the ordinary. I'll be really interested in your opinion of it. What's the designation? Is it is it designated a brute? It is. It's a, okay. it is, and it's uh, I forgot to say that it is a combination of uh, Pinot uh, Menure. Pinot Noir and Chardonnay. Okay, the so, standard blend, yeah. Yeah, it's a standard blend, and you know, if you look at the map, there's there's just there's just there isn't a town. There's just vineyards and houses. Yeah. You know, if you've ever been to France, that makes sense. It's like, where do they make wine? It's like, see that house over there? <laughs> it's got a twelve meter basement in it. You know. There's a hole under that house. Yeah. yeah, that's what they do. But look that's at the true. if you look at this uh, website, um, you'll get an idea of I'm like, how are they fulfilling Costco's needs? It's like, oh wow, okay, they this is like a factory that they've built. And then the other thing that's interesting about Verzenay is there's a there's a lighthouse there. They call it like the lighthouse of Champagne or something. And there's a uh, museum, uh, a vine museum, a wine museum there in Verzenay. So, um, all of which you can see on on Google Maps if you so desire. Okay, which is kind of interesting. Well, thanks, Bill. I'm gonna I'm gonna definitely have to check that out, man. I'm uh, I love I love the bubbly. Yeah, I do I too. I know that the champagne producers are having a difficult time selling uh, champagne, and I just recently read that they're. Um, they're looking at changing some of the rules as far as production huh. um, because, I mean, they're, obviously their business has been significantly impacted by the COVID. Yeah. So that's, uh, yeah. I Well, when I saw this, when I saw the winery, which you can see on their website, very modern looking, very, very modern, very 21st century looking big sort of industrial design block <laughs> structure um i'd be like wow it'd be fantastic to go visit there i i had no plans to go to costco today but i might have to roll down there man the thing about costco is when there's something good there usually it doesn't last very long like i just got this one this is a bottle i got from costco next time you yeah. go the chateau bel-air okay yeah <laughs> it's good fabulous stuff. dude yeah. It's fabulous. It's um, you know, it's um, a mix of um, um, Cabernet Franc and uh, Merlot. It's fifty-fifty Cabernet Franc and Merlot, and I think it was like fifteen bucks. Wow! I'd run this up against a forty-dollar bottle of Pomerol yeah. any day. I mean, any day. I actually, I'm going to purchase some of this, some more of it. Yeah, but, I will. I will tell you. Have you been to Costco recently? Yeah, like yeah, last I just, month. I got this like last week and opened it up. It's fantastic. I just, Actually, this is from Costco also. Gotcha. Mariah. Oh, wow. Okay. Costco, I, yeah. I, I'm. It's never been faster in Costco. 
I went, oh, yeah, you can. I went like two weeks ago, and it's like on a Sunday. I there was some reason I had to. There was some we had to go for some reason I can't remember. Some probably something driven by our children who forgot something and needed it for a school thing. But anyway, yeah, it was like in and out. It was crazy. Yeah, the whole. Um, yeah, I've I've experienced that too. It's just uh, it's awesome. I think everyone's stocked up on toilet paper and soap and all the other things now. So probably like trying to sell all the toilet paper they bought but um ain't that the truth yeah it's uh, a little joke there bill um yeah, exactly. <laughs> costco is a pleasant experience now um in, in general everywhere you shop now there seems to be less and i think it's just people have other places to go that other things are opening up now it's yep. kind of dispersing the crowd before you know a month and a half ago where where could you go well, I guess I'll go to the grocery store, you know? So, I mean, that's, that's what people are doing. So people are doing a lot less of that. Yeah. So that, that's kind of nice. It is. And uh, you know, what's funny about the Costco, I'll tell you uh, my experience was, so when you leave, you know how they check your receipt. Yep. So now they've got this plexiglass, plexiglass thing and you hold your receipt up to the plexiglass and the person looks at it and then they're like, you go. So we're in there. We didn't buy a bunch of stuff, but we had some stuff. So I put, you know, I'm walking up and I put my receipt up and the person goes, okay, you're good to go. I'm like, they didn't even look at my basket. (laughs) They know it's that illusion thing again. And I always talk about, you know, illusion of safety. You know, it's like, yeah, "Yeah, come on. Security theater. (laughs) That's what it is. It is. It's like going to the airport. You gotta coin that phrase, man. Security yeah. theater. I love that. It's like, what is this? You know, oh well. Uh, it is what it well, is. Well, uh, we 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 set a a deadline and we just blew way past that deadline as usual. Oh, but, that's uh, true. But we should probably we should probably wrap it up. So, if you uh, we'd love to hear from you, and if you uh, wanna contact us you can hit al up on the twitters he's he's still still handling the uh the twitter verse out there and hasn't been deplatformed yet so we're thankful for that <laughs> we're thankful for that <laughs> and they canceled for some reason you can you can also email us at info at beano 101 um or uh post on our facebook page or our blog um, at beano101.net if you like what you hear please tell a friend and thanks for listening cheers Cheers, everyone.